Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. What's up, Stevie Stacks? What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, yourself? Oh, man, freaking stressed out from trying to keep everything organized and Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com, chaos going on. It's just a mess, dude. Oh, man, that's why you got to switch to Hostfully, bro. Then you ain't got to be dependent on the big OTAs. What's Hostfully? The guidebook people? Nah, nah, not only do they have guidebooks, they also have a property management platform system that they now use. Uh, We use Hostfully. It takes care of all our direct bookings. It manages all of our calendars all in one place. And we can even provide discount codes to our guests that book directly on our website. And it integrates with a Boostly's website as well, which provides our websites. Mm, I have a Boostly. I want I want to start getting some direct bookings. Oh man, that's why you got to get switched to Hostfully and set up that Boostly integration, get your website up, and it helps you with your Google AdWords. So then you're no longer being PIMP'd by Airbnb. <laughs> I like that, man. We keep it real. It sounds like Hostfully keeps it real too. Yes, sir. Hostfully. Ho, ho, Hostfully. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, I am doing good in this episode 232 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, short-term, mid-term, long-term rental podcast in the world coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) It feels like we ain't done this in a while, but- holiday yeah we took the holidays off a little bit and um my family was sick the whole week of thanksgiving we didn't we didn't even get to go spend thanksgiving with the fam man it kind of kind of sucked oh man you you did go over there and pack up some plates and roll though right no no i just out of masked up packed up them plates (laughs) (laughs) i thought about it we we had some tamales from the local mexican place so yeah we were good we were good yeah man how you been Good, good, man. Spent the week down in Houston. Um, really good time at my sister's house. And uh, yeah, now I'm back to it. Let's get this podcast world going back. <laughs> Two Let's weeks go. Off. Let's Two go. Two weeks off. Let's go. We got a special guest on the show. We got a, a, a Miss Gloria Song. So in her bio, she says Gloria Song Foster is the founder of White Dahlia Design. She started her company six years ago because she wanted to democratize professional interior design by making it more accessible. Her team at White Dahlia Design makes furnishing or renovating stress-free by having flat rate design packages by the square foot. Their 3D design videos visually show your unit professionally designed in an Instagram-worthy style and budget-friendly manner. They also focus on efficiency because they understand the STR market and how time is money welcome to the show gloria hi everyone thanks so much for having me yeah we're excited to get you on uh mm-hmm. as you know we love interior design i'm just kidding i don't love it <laughs> i suck at it love it because it helps make you more money That's i love it. that part of it i love how pretty it you know here's the thing i love like walking into a place and when it's done right, it's, I mean, you do, I can't explain it. I just know, wow, this feels good. You know, I yeah. walk in there, there's something of the design, the decor, everything's just mm-hmm. inviting. 
and, and you know you're not at home because you're at home you got crap everywhere you know that's home mm -hmm. and then you just go somewhere nice and clean and that's more I, minimalistic I, I like minimalistic and then and just but look like wow this is thoughtful everything's thoughtfully placed and it's pretty and it, and it makes sense and it makes me feel good yeah, I mean, that's why people get away and book short-term rentals, right? They want a space that inspires them, feels good. That's what vacation's all about. So that's why when um, people are scrolling, looking at properties, and it doesn't give them that vibe, that feeling through the pictures, they're just going to scroll right on by. So it's real, like, to us, it's like, it's a no-brainer. You have to make it look good for people to want to book it. I mean, of course, um, there's different tiers of properties, um, but, you know, the ones that make the big bucks are the ones that are, you know, a bit of higher range and are catered to that market that want that experience, you know, and then you have less headaches with dealing with not so great, like, you know, clients and guests. You want that high-end guest that's going to treat your home respectfully, right? Mm. That's a great point. And, and it's funny. And it's it's not well, like funny, but uh, it's kind of a thing like or if they walk into a crappy place, they're going to treat it like crap. They're not going to yeah. care. Right. Mm -hmm. They walk into a place and there's some problems with it, a broken window, whatever, whatever the problem is, they're going to. Oh, they don't care about the place. I'm not going to care about their place either. They walk mm -hmm. into a place that's nice and beautifully done and, and thoughtful and clean and just perfect and just. I, I'm going to want to leave that place perfect. I'm going to want to le leave it as beautiful as, as I found it because it's a piece of art. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's about getting the right people, but also, you know, it avoids all the headaches of bad reviews. So you have a place that feels like, you know, we've designed a lot of Airbnbs and I'm always keeping an eye on the reviews just to see how they're doing after we've designed it. And the reviews always say like how great the place feels and you know, like the experience of it. And, you know, that's what you're looking for. You get a, like, nobody wants a bad review. Um, that's bad for business. So part of that is giving them that design experience that, you know, they want to share and want to be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. So it's, yeah, that's what we're about. And it really surprises me, to be honest. I'm personally booking a ton of short-term rentals because we don't like the winter here. <laughs> and so we escaped to the heat. And so I'm booking all these and I'm just shocked how many still are, are just poorly designed and decorated. It's like, you know, as a user, I'm sure people could relate. You just scroll past them because it's not a place you want to spend your holidays or even a minute of your time. You know, do mm. you guys feel the same? Like when you're looking at places? Yeah. Well, at this point, Airbnb's kind of pushed them all to the bottom. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely emphasized how important design is. They have an entire category, just, you know, well-designed places. So, yeah. Now on your design, do you do remote design or is everything local? Yeah. So we, our team, uh, like I said, our company's existed for over six years. We've always been fully remote capable. Um, so it's not because of COVID. We've always had this business model because of efficiency and both for cost effectiveness, but also for time efficiency. We're all time deprived. Um, so we make it really easy by our 3D visual design walkthroughs. So Basically, you give us, you know, what budget you're sort of working for, what city you're in, what sort of clients that you want in your space. We cater to the design based on that. We show it to you in a full 3D visual walkthrough. Um, and they're all the real items we source for your place. You click what you like and we get it ordered um, 
to the location of the unit. And then uh, if you already are working with contractors, because it's kind of a gut job and you have renovators there, contractors, we give them the plan and they just build the furniture and hang based on the video. Um, yeah, so we equip them just to do it remotely. They don't have to be on site to be dragging furniture, finding furniture and flying there to figure that all out. We just make it a lot easier for them to get it up and running faster so they can make money quicker, really. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and so we've worked with a lot of them, Airbnb investors across, you know, different cities for sure. Because once a person gets started, they get hooked and they look at new locations. It's usually not close to their old place. So yeah, we work with clients when wherever they end up investing in. So, and, and I noticed you said something very interesting in your bio. You said you you set up flat rate design packages by the square foot. So like how much are you charging per square foot or is there like certain tiers and packages? Yeah, so it depends if it's a renovation job or if it's um, a furnishing job. So basically with renovations, a little more trickier. We have to be involved earlier in the timeline to make sure the contractors have like the actual finishes design plan and layout. Uh, those are a little more complicated. So it's around $5 a square foot. But if it's just furnishing where we are, you know, everything's in place and we're sourcing the furniture, it's a, you know, turnkey, then it's around $4 a square foot. Again, if our uh, that's just some ballpark numbers to throw around, but um, that's with us just managing all the ordering, the design work, get everything to the space. So really, they don't have to do much on the design side except take a look at the design and okay it, and we get it going. That is super affordable because yeah. I do renovations, and I was, and that's how I charge my my uh my contractors i we do a square per square foot so i'm doing most jobs like 25 per square foot and if i had you come in 30 okay. per foot that's awesome good to be clear okay to be clear that is the design work so they do okay. need a furniture budget so it's mm -hmm. not like per square foot furnishing like they have to have we give a recommendation of we take a look at those space and say you know how much furniture do you need um we do this is our our design fee um, it's flat rate design fee, but then they can tell us like, you know what, we have a sofa already, or we have some things we're bringing in from another space. If they did an arbitrage and they're done and they're bringing some stuff over to the new one, um, then we then take a look at what budget they need to actually furnish. Okay. Yeah. Does that make so, sense? Gotcha. So how, how did you get into design? I mean, what's your backstory? Yeah. So actually, um, my background is in business. So I studied uh, my undergrad in business, I did an MBA, and I've always had a personal passion for design. Um, I have a team of, right now we've got about 12 designers, and they're amazing, formally trained in interior design, and great. I kind of run the company to make sure that we, you know, with project managers to make sure we're on time, we know what we're doing. Um, whereas for me, I love running the background of the business, like, thinking of how we can grow it, what how our value makes sense. Like we didn't start with the Airbnb market. We started with your standard residential. And then we realized like what we do really helps people that are investors in this because of our efficiency and our model to be able to work remotely. Um, but we didn't start that way. So my background has been in business. And I saw also that interior design was this like extremely expensive thing that was offered for like the top 1%, you know, like, oh, can you afford a designer? Wow, it's like $40,000 just to get a design <laughs> for a bathroom. So I had friends who knew that I had a personal passion for design. 
come to me and say, can you help me? Like, I know you love this stuff. And I realized people didn't have a place to go to that couldn't afford a like a traditional designer. They had Pinterest, maybe a magazines, but they didn't know how to pull it off. Like they, everyone knows what they like. Like, you know, mm. like this sort of vibe, this feel, but they just couldn't recreate it in their own homes. So I wanted to find a way to make it more affordable for people to get proper professional help without having to pay $40,000 for, you know, a powder room. So that's where this came about. And we, and I also wanted to use technology and bring it in the new age rather than having to go shop with your designer and store. And like, that's just as time costly as doing it yourself, you know? Now, one question I do have, because that's that crazy. So let's say I'm doing a rehab on a property, right? Mm -hmm. You'll actually help control that rehab and set it up how you how you want it designed. Is that what you guys do as well? Like you, by rehab, you mean you're renovating. Yeah, I'm renovating. Yeah. Yeah. So generally what happens, um, we aren't like on site with the contractors. Like you, if you already have contractors, trusted people you work with, I mean, your background is in a lot of renovating. So, you know, like you have a team, what we do is our design work makes sure that everybody's on the same page and there aren't any costly misunderstandings. Okay. So, and everyone knows what the finishes are, what color the paint, like our 3d design, basically you give to your contractor, and say like, this is what it's going to look like in the end. And then like, especially if you're remote and you're not on site every day, it's like, here's the full design video. Like you're literally walking through the space where even VR capable if needed so that your contractors can't say, oh, I didn't know the backsplash was supposed to be there or like this wall was supposed to be here. Everything's, you just give them the plan and then there's no excuses of to like why it's not exactly like this. I'll so be calling you in like two months. Yeah, well, I'll be happy to work with you. Yeah, that is so, awesome. I, that is what I needed. You would have saved me a whole bunch of time if I would have had you. That that wow. Yeah. And it's the stress of like you know I have to be on site, make sure they put it in the right place, and this way you're signing off on this plan. And essentially, with a package, we uh, work with you. You get like a round of revisions with us. We tweak it. Or when you're 100 happy with the design, you give it to the contractor. Like this is what we're doing. Here are the materials that are in this design. This is what it needs to look like. And of course, if there's limitations to the space, like where the rough-ins are, you know, where structural wall is, then the your contractor lets us know that and we incorporate that into the design. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is, yeah, this is mind-blowing. Go ahead, Steve. Real, real quick, because I'm fascinated by the whole 3D uh, software, technology, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and yeah, Sarah told us all about how, how awesome it is. And so what I, what I want to do on this show a little bit is, is, is show the, the YouTube viewers, you know, what it looks like, if you don't mind sharing your screen, if, if Micah can make it um, shareable. And mm -hmm. um and for those following along, you know, at home or on listening to the podcast and cleaning your house or whatever, you could uh, you could um, go to this, go to your website. What website is that where you can see the 3D renderings? Yeah, White Dahlia. So it's the color white. And then Dahlia's D-A-H-L-I-A design.com. We are about to launch just an Airbnb specific site, actually. Uh, it's called Airbnb Design Lab. Um, and so that's just going to be catering straight to all of our Airbnb clients right now our main site um caters to you know our commercial our small business and our residential so we're parsing it out in a sub brand just so that you guys don't have to see all the stuff that you don't want to know or need to know so our airbnb one should be launching uh in the new year 
So, but right now, if they just go to the White Dolly Design website, they'll be able to see um, some samples of all that and our process. Yeah, you you can go ahead and share the screen. And also a question for you too. Can you use though your 3D designs after it's all said and done completed? Can you kind of use that for Instagram? Um, was it Instagram marketing for your business? Yeah, great point. So um, I was just going to say that well, a huge benefit of um, our design is that, of course, you can use it for social media to um, for the space. But another one is that, let's just say it's a renovation job and you want to see how many people are interested. You know, like, uh, let's just see what the, it's like a test market. What's the uptake? Let's like, we don't have full photos of the space. Um, you can use our 3D video. We can get, you can, you know, there's an extra fee to get it highly like rendered to be realistic. Uh, so we can do realistic renders. So you can use that to start pre-booking. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> that way you get peace of mind. You're dropping like 80K on these renos and you're like, oh, is this going to rent out? Like, you know what? We'll render them to look like realistic photos. And then you start booking with those. That's yeah. a game changer right there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let me just uh, open up the video and then I'll share. But I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can um, use the videos. Like I really feel like for marketing, everybody's visual, you know, it's hard to pre-book without images. So yeah, this is just a way to get ahead of the game. Share my screen now, but again, you can easily find all of this on our website. So I'm just going to figure out how to share the screen, share the screen. <laughs> and by the way, we'll have the, uh, this in the show notes. So everyone, if you want to go there and if you're listening on a podcast, you can hit the YouTube channel up and watch it, what she's doing. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So here's an example. This was a, like an example of the video. Obviously this is entirely rendered. This is something that you would give the contractor to say, Here's all the furniture placement. You can see where the patio set's going. You go through and like, so every single item in this design is a real item to scale to the space. So you can be like, wow. I want that exact sofa, that coffee table, that artwork. Um, and of course we discuss your budget beforehand. So all of this stuff will be in your budget. And then um, you see the layout. So you give this video to your contractor and you'd be like, yeah, just place it exactly where it is in the video. And some client, like some of our Airbnb investors are on site where it's close to their home. They might want to save money by just coming in and doing like placing things themselves or bring a handyman in with them to help them do that. So this is an example, um, yeah, of what you would get. And then this is VR capable, but we don't like a lot of clients are doing Airbnb are, don't need the full VR. As you can see, you can see things pretty clearly. But if you want something like this, still images highly rendered for your listing, we can do that as well. Of course, it's a, a an add on, but if you're if you need that, we can do it. You said VR capable that we said. Yeah, that's what instantly crossed my mind. It feels like we're walking through this house, right? Just looking at yeah. our, our computer screens. But mm -hmm. I was like, man, imagine having some VR goggles on and walking mm -hmm. through this house. And like, it feels like real life. And that's that's a trip. Yeah, we definitely have that. But as you know, like, I'm sure like guests are not there at that level needing it. We do that a lot for our builder clients, like our um, home builders. So in their presentation centers, you can virtually walk through the space. But um, yeah, I mean, it's an option. If they want to be VR capable, we are going into 2023. Maybe everyone will have a pair of goggles at home pretty soon. So who knows? Hey, is that Mark Zuckerberg in the bathroom? 
<laughs> Mark, <laughs> yeah, look at the bathroom. We just plopped him in there in the design. <laughs> he lives in VR now, so that's all yeah. good for him. But as you can this see, is... like when when we design Airbnb spaces, it's about comfort and knowing how a person goes through and uses a space. Like a hook should be there because they need a place to put their bathrobe, you know, like where are they going to put their luggage? What kind of like bedding is easily washed so your cleaners don't have to, you know, wash five different things. Um, so yeah, that's what we're looking for. A space that it's going to give you a good review and also photograph well. It needs to have a feature wall. It needs to be captivating. The photographer like has a focal space in each room um, is key for us too. And just, yeah, those are the big things we do when we design Airbnb spaces. It's different than a residential, right? It needs to have this mass appeal um, that's highly functional. Nothing bothers me more than a like a beautiful magazine-worthy space, but you have nowhere to put your coffee cup or nowhere mm. to put your feet up when you want to mm. sit. So those are the things that we're very um, careful about. I am going to tell all of our listeners, if you are using the burst strategy, this is definitely a service you want to use right here. This is a game changer. I love this. Like I'm, oh, I'm pretty serious. I'm calling you in two months. Cause I got, I have some work for you guys. So yeah. Awesome. I, well, we're excited. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. So, so what is your, uh, design, uh, I guess, strategy? I don't know. I, all I know, I've heard of the term feng shui. That's all I've ever yeah. <laughs> heard of or art deco. I guess I've heard another one. I don't know. What yeah. is, what is your, what is your, um, influence influence? Yeah. So for us, our design team on all our projects, we're about, you know, bringing the space, like for Airbnb, it's about making the space speak to the clientele that you're after. Mm. So, you know, it's, a, and the city you're in, like, we're not designing a New York condo the same way we're designing a condo in Texas or Florida, you know, it's about why are people coming here? Like, why you think you're with it? It's with a business mindset. So you want, you know, all the, let's just say in New York, people are coming for Broadway shows and all of that, like you, and you want to, speak to that so the our design is very much it's not about our personal design philosophy and the designs we like it's about what's going to captivate the audience that you want to come into your space so if you know you're neck you're right next to the broadway shows um and that's your key clientele that usually books we're gonna make it feel like that. we're gonna have big posters up it's gonna have a captivating like like vibe that speaks to theater and then but also not niche that it like um, isolates anyone else. And then another thing for us is very much, like I said, um, knowing that the, everything needs to be durable, that it's, you know, high traffic, that you have more turnover than a re regular residential space. But um, our design also incorporates like, what are like taking a look at the competition. So like the Airbnb down the street, like what do they have? Do they have a hot tub? Do they have, you know, like games, like simple little things. Like those are things that are, you, you need to know like kind of what your, your the market is in your area. So when we do design, it's not about our personal taste. It's about what's going to make it make you look good on those listings. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that uh, real quick, uh, a hot tub, for example. And, and what it made me think of is um, uh, that guest we came on that's from upstate New York, uh, these cabins. Right. And and she just talked about how much more money the cabins that came with the hot tub outside made as to the post to the ones that didn't come with a hot tub. Mm -hmm. And so, so something like that, I mean, you would kind of research that too, see what's, you know, in the area, what's making good money and, and, you know, amenities. And you would try to, you would try to add that to their listings. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we were so happy to work with the Carwells, like Sarah and her team and everyone uh, doing lots of Airbnbs together. And we've like, you know, they're expert investors. And we learned a lot about that through them, to be honest, about, um, you know, amenities, like even having little games, having extra little touches. Um, and yes, like, you know, hot tubs, people love hot tubs and pools and outdoor amenities and the things that, you know, that they will talk about. So, and of course, you want to look at what your competitors have because they're going to maybe book that one over yours because it does have that hot tub, right? Yeah, no, that's true. And um, I mean, we're talking about design. I'm, I I suck at it, whatever. But <laughs> but I know it looks good. I know it gets me to scroll, right? And now mm -hmm. and now and 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 then um, Micah alluded to it alluded to it earlier that if you open up Airbnb and you and you just see the front page, it's it's these beautiful freaking listings, right? I mean, these amazing listings. You haven't even looked for a city yet. You're like, holy crap! Yeah. And so I, I one of them that caught my eye was in Marfa, Texas, and mm -hmm. so I just. I've never been to Marfa. I've never even had a desire to go, but I, I, it just made me click and I clicked on it. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's this like minimalistic, like window house, right? In the middle of the freaking, you know, desert, there's some mountains in the horizon. Yeah. And then, and then it has this like a uh, super, you know, metal roof on top of it, I guess it helps protect the house. And then it has like, I mean, all it has 360 views and, and the design inside is just so clean and crisp and minimalistic. And then the, your windows, you can see everywhere. And it, I mean, it showed all these different pictures, but the cameraman, he did a real good job of telling the story. Right. And, and so I was like drawn into this story of this house and the design was so cool. The windows open up, you could see everything you could, you could be a part, you feel like you're a part of a part of it, you know, part of it all, part of the universe. And you see that at night it shows these stars so bright and, um, and, and it shows these um, like, I don't know, I can go on or not. It shows this, all these different things that you see there. That was really cool. And, 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 and so I, I guess a long story short, part of part of what I was getting at is how important is the photography and not just regular, you know, take a picture for uh, the MLS photography, but how important is the photography, especially trying to tell a story to these people? Oh my God. So important. Like I said, we're all visual. What stops you scrolling is a beautiful photo, right? Like you have a great design, but you don't show it off well. And you mean, and the investment in a photographer to take those photos is such a minimal investment compared to what you've already spent on, you know, furnishing a place and or renovating. So a hundred percent, like spend that little extra money to get professional photos goes a long way. I have to say like, that's just a no-brainer to me. Like get that those gorgeous shots. It's bright and airy. Make the wide angle shots that make the space look like very like, you know, open 100%. Like with like cell phone photos with your, like, you know, I know iPhones are powerful these days, but just you taking it on your own is not going to do the same. So, you know, you can A-B test that if you want yourself, like test two listings, one with your own cell phone photos and one with professional, I can guarantee you those professional shots are going to get you way more bookings. Yeah. Airbnb <laughs> can flag those Airbnb, those iPhone photos real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I have to say like, you know, air, I know that it's not as pushed, but Airbnb plus, for example, they include professional photography for that reason. And if, uh, if you get that plus status, um, you know, uh, one of the criteria is professionally or really well-designed spaces. So mm -hmm. that's what they're looking for. These sites know 
what people book and it is based on design and good photography. Like it wouldn't be a criteria for the plus program if it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through your IG right now. And uh, for the people listening, you definitely want to check it out. Cause she, I love how one of them, you, one of your reels, it shows you the 3d format and then how you guys brought it to life from 3d to really setting it up. I'm like, wow, this thing is awesome. So, yeah, and I love how you guys design the uh, air vents. Cause I have some older homes that still have the air vents on the ground. So yeah. I love how you guys match those in. I'm like, Oh man, cause those things are ugly. If you don't just leave them, <laughs> I'm still trying, I'm trying to figure out how to get those, you know, tricks of the trade, you know, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, I think it's, that's one part that I think shocks people. It's like, oh my God, it looks exactly like the 3D walkthrough. And I'm like, yeah. that's the whole point. But yeah. I think if people haven't, when they're the first time working with us, like, okay, that's a model, but like really every item in there is a real item. So it should look exactly like the design. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, okay. I was just going to say, talking about AB testing, we've had, investors where they've done their own space and then they've hired us to do their space and sort of like an a b test of like their old property i mean there's a lot of variables such as like the location and all of that but um they've seen like a huge difference ones where they've kind of brought in their own furniture tweaked it a bit and made it work and then brought us in to design one and like you know we can even show you the difference of the like one of the clients of the two properties and how well they do and versus like the sort of reviews they get on each it's just night and day what is up live let thrivers how y'all doing it's stevie stacks from the world famous live let thrive podcast coming at you with a question who is your PMP, your property management platform, the thing that runs all your things? Well, I freaking use Hostfully. That's right, the digital guidebook folks. They're badass at that, and they're badass at PMP in as well. How do I know? Because I've been using them for a long time, even before they decided to start paying me for ads. And I've been through a bunch of PMPs that suck, but Hostfully does it suck. They're actually the opposite of suck. They blow your mind with their awesomeness. They run all of your different listings across all of your different platforms seamlessly in one spot. Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, and more. Just a few clicks of a few buttons on your host for the PMP, and it makes all the changes and updates you need in every single listing. It's freaking cool, man. Anyways, you know the drill. Show LLT some love by clicking the link in our show notes for 100 bucks off their PMP, plus two months free of their badass digital guidebooks. Hostfully, baby. Trust me. They are legit. Going back real quick to the photographer, because here's the thing. You're not you're not going to be there to help, you know, point them in the in the right direction or as they say, because I remember Sarah, when she was designing, you know, early on, she was like on hands designing things, you know, and she would she would install and everything. And then she said, I have to be there for the let me know when the photographer comes. I have to be there for them. Cause I'm gonna, da, da, da. So so that you're not there. How do you how do you help direct them into how you want the pictures to come out and tell the story you want to tell? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, we'd have a shot list of, you know, what needs to be captured. Mm. We want detail shots of certain things, um, you know, what sort of angles we want. Um, often what we do is we do stills of the design video. And like, this is the exact angle. 
Mm. We want to show like side by side, this is going to look exactly like, just like you said on Instagram, like this angle is the design and the exact same angle is the actual space. And you can see like it's the same. So we give them angle shots of like, this is what you need to include in your shot list. Beyond that also, so it's pretty clear because again, it's visual. No one likes to read. You can see this picture. You're like, that's the one I need to shoot in the exact angle. And they generally get it. But also choosing a photographer that is um, a commercial photographer. So, or residential for like, you know, real estate photography so that their background isn't, um, you know, weddings and babies. So their background <laughs> is in real estate. They know exactly what they should be doing, what lenses they should be using. Um, we give them samples too of photos that we want, that we've had in the past that we love. So that ensures they have enough information. And you just have to, like, usually real estate photographers know exactly what is needed. But we give Mm. them guidance, of course. Just don't choose a photographer that is, like, you know, everyone thinks that's a photographer is a photographer. No, some photographers specialize in headshots. You know, they're not going to shoot your Airbnb well, so. Right, right. (laughs) Now, that was funny is... um... Because every now and then, you like we have, you know, we have a friend of the fam, fam or the family, or or someone that we're setting up a unit for, and oh, so and so's son is starting to take, you know, do photography. He can go shoot the house for you. He's got a nice camera. Blah blah. blah. I was like, okay, you know, he wants to go try it. That's fine. I don't want to crush someone's spirit that's trying to get into it. But every single time that a young dude, you know, sends his photography pictures that he's the first time he's ever shot a house. I mean, you see all the, it's all close-ups of the wine glass with the blurred background, you know, or yeah. close-ups of the dial of the stuff. I mean, to try to do his artsy-fartsy stuff, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's cool, I guess, looking, but no, that's, you don't do that anymore. That's maybe the old days when, when uh, people first started shooting these Airbnbs, but but now, you know, you want the nice, you know, big, wide, clean shots of, of the places, you know, it, it, it it's just funny to me. It always comes back. The, the ones just starting out, they want to use their fancy, you know, fancy mm-hmm. fancy camera to do these close up, you know, yeah, angles. I mean, I equate it to kind of like design. People are like, oh, yeah, I know what I to do. I like design. I've always liked shopping. Like, you know, I can do this. And then it's like, yeah, like it's there's a little more to it than that. You know, same with photo- photography. It's like just because you have a camera doesn't mean that you can translate it well and as a story, like you said, it's like, it's in the creative field. I think sometimes it's easy to take it for like, you know, granted, like, oh, I think I can do it, which is great. But like, really, it's just not, um, I guess it's, how do you say, like, you really see the quality and difference in the end result. But sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I can do it on my own, you know, mm-hmm. and you, I'm sure you can, you can take a photo with your iPhone, like you said, like your, your nephew could maybe take a photo too, but it's just different in the end result. So I would caution that and say, this is your investment. Um, so spend a little money to make more money, right? I fully mm. agree. I know what you mean, Steve, because yeah, I have those people that want to bring their own camera, man. <laughs> people think you get a camera in YouTube, they're now photographers. I'm like, I don't think they work like that. So yeah, <laughs> I fully agree. Mm-hmm. No, so that's cool. Um, do you, you do commercial too or just or just residential? 
Yeah, we do some commercial, but I would say our bread and butter is um, Airbnbs and residential. We do some small businesses, uh, which we do love. We love translating a brand into a physical space. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun, very creative. But um, yeah, but our bread and butter is definitely like Airbnbs, uh, working with home developers and your homeowners. So what's your um, your Mona Lisa? You know, what's your what's your favorite property that you've done? You're like, holy crap, I really did something here. Yeah, that's so hard. Like, like I said, like, it's not about our style, right? It's about translating our client styles. And they're so different. Like, some people are just like bold, and they've got crazy style, and it's so much fun. And then we design a space that's clean and minimalistic. And it's like, wow, it's gorgeous. So I don't know if there's one that is, um, yeah, we did just design um, a local celebrity's home in, um, her name's Nicole Servinas. She's a, a TV personality. And I got to say that was pretty fun. She's just a lot of fun to work with and her house is beautiful. I'm uh, like, yeah, we had a really great shoot with her recently. So that sticks in my mind because um yeah it was just a lot of fun overall so it pops up in my head and it's probably your style I have to say Steve minimalistic <laughs> clean neutrals looks great in a magazine kind of thing I, I mean I like the crazy too you know I mean yeah. I, I background as an artist so I, I've been I used to draw and I was a colorist I love colors so I, I love yeah. I mean if it's done well Mm -hmm. I mean, coming to a space with with really colorful, you know, paintings or murals and stuff. Like that, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think I think Micah said on the show one time though, be you know, be sure who your who your clientele is because if you're doing like, you know, for travel nurses and stuff like that, that funky, colorful, crazy painting might not be good for a three month stay. You know, it might. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like that's what I'm saying. It has to speak to the place. Like yeah. I do that in New York, like a really funky vibe in New York because you got to capture their attention. Um. Whereas, you know, like you said, if it's a healthcare worker, they want to go home and relax and feel like they're in a spa, you know? So it is really knowing your market. Mm. So what are some, what are some tips you would give to um, young designers out there that want to get into it? Mm. Young designers. Huh. I think it's just, you know, some of this is just, I find this in any industry, to be honest. A lot of people have preconceived notions of what it, a certain job is like. And they think it's, you know, they go into the industry without having any sort of real firsthand knowledge. So in any job, I would say go, like, you know, intern, volunteer, go work with a few different firms. Every firm is different. And get some, like, know what niche you want to be in, like being... Uh, like a drafting AutoCAD drafter is very different than what we do. And so it's like, I think people make assumptions about an industry without actually going and seeing it. I would say I highly recommend for someone in design school just to go into a few firms, even if it's just job shadowing and see what it's like. And yeah, I think then you know where you want to end up, you know? Mm -hmm. So what about I always ask I like to ask these questions some some hacks like I, we've had designers on the show what what are some design hacks that that don't cost a lot of money you know but mm -hmm. they can really really make a space stand out Hmm hacks uh I'm like that plant for example I mean just like a simple plant would probably 
make a room look good. I don't know. Good question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm in my boardroom right now, so I can't say that it's super well designed in this moment, <laughs> but <laughs> boardroom is a boardroom. But um, I have to say that, um, you know, like good point about plants. It's like a place needs to have a feeling, you know, and definitely greenery makes a place feel warm. Um, I have to say that every client we speak, not every, I would say a high percentage of clients that we speak to say like for residential, they want to feel cozy. That word comes up constantly. I want to feel cozy in this space. And so these are the people that are coming to your homes, right? Like they're, they're, they want to feel cozy in their own homes. So I think one thing about Airbnbs is that people often think you just need essentials. You just need a nightstand, a lamp, a bed, and you're good. That's all people need. But that's not what makes people feel good. It's like the soft throw pillow and the throw and the little plant in the corner. And maybe there's a like, you know, like um a candle at the like or a little like um yeah, like a little thing that you can put your book on in the bathtub. So like all of those things I think can be forgotten in a lot of Airbnb spaces. And so I think uh, like a hack would be uh, to get the good reviews at least is just like remembering that cozy is what your guests are generally after. That's kind of like a general hack, but I mean, like little hacks of like design hacks, I think pops of color go a long way for photography. So even like if you have an old, you know, bookcase that is that you're bringing in because you're trying to be budget friendly like remake it with putting like colorful wallpaper in the background of the bookcase so something pops out when it's being photographed it's just not a big clunking brown piece of furniture sitting there so if you don't have a huge budget and you need to kind of work with some things that you already have think about cost effective ways to redo it a bit you know and refresh it a bit um and mixing different things like I would say, um, you know, certain things you should splurge on, certain things you can save on. So people like, for example, a light fixture is a big statement in a room. Like, as you know, like you walk in a room, if there's this beautiful chandelier, you're like, whoa, there's a vibe going on here. So like light fixtures are huge. People often forget about mm, it. They're oh, like, dude. oh, we got the bed. We got the rug. We're good. Done. But you've got this awful 70s like light fixture hanging there or a pet peeve of mine is the builder grade lighting we call them boob lighting they're just like a, <laughs> like it's like a like a round thing with like a little point yeah. so we hate those it's like if you have like very intentional um like lighting in a space like you're not you don't have to change all of them but if you're very intentional in that it does make a big difference yeah and the the yeah you're looking up at your light right now like the vibe of the lighting nobody yeah. wants to come in and feel like they're in an office you know mm -hmm. like that led bright lighting might be cost effective you're thinking but like go with the softer lighting that's also energy efficient like things like that go a long way dude lighting that you know no one's ever brought that up on the show it's so mm -hmm. it's it's so cool you don't notice it till you notice it right and mm -hmm. then like 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 we just got this arbitrage in, in grand prairie over here close to us and and it's beautiful beautiful but they got those 1970s ceiling fans in there and oh. <laughs> with the lights and i'm yeah. like oh god so am i gonna have to change out ceiling fans but i mean when you notice like a cool like a light fixture is like holy smokes i mean it really changes the room I, I, I it never, does yeah, yeah one amazing. airbnb we just designed i think it was in milwaukee had this like 
like it's funny because you don't think you're going to splurge on like light fixtures, right? You're like, oh, splurge on the sofa. But like we spent less on the sofa and splurged on this like gorgeous, like art deco, like light. And it just speaks to the whole space, like pulls it together. And yeah, I guess people would never expect that sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Most of your clients, do they, are they these people that do arbitrage or people that own properties? Yeah, so it's a mixture. Um, I know that some are arbitrage, but some are doing like full gut job renos. It really depends. Um, we're low, like, you know, we're, we do it across Canada and the US. We've even done some in like Germany. So it really depends on, like I said, we're fully remote. We can work with people across globally. Um, so really it depends. And it's like in Germany, for example, people, when you get a new space, like even if you're renting, even if you're a renter, like an arbitrage situation, they don't come with kitchens. Like people take their kitchens with them when they leave to their next apartment. So like, there's a lot of the, like, when you say that it's, there's a lot of different design aspects really depending on the location and the needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this because I mean, because all the stuff you're talking about, I'm like, man, this is like really going through my head, like changing out light fixtures. I'm like, well, if I have it to arbitrage, I don't know if I can just change it out, but if I own it and if it's yeah. like part of a Reno process, you can really deck this place out because you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. And generally, like, I mean, every, I'm sure situation is different for arbitrage, but like changing out light fixture, as you know, as a contractor, it's not that difficult. It's yeah. not like, yeah, it's not like you're taking down a wall or anything like that. It's like literally swapping out the fixture. You can even keep the fixture and put it back if you want, like, you know, but um, it's a, it sounds like a bigger task than it usually, it actually is. Okay. Isn't yeah. there like a, a famous show now called White Dahlia? No, like that's White Lotus. Oh. And I have to watch it. Everyone keeps telling me I need to watch that show. I think I watched one or two episodes, but it's a apparently it's a hit. White Lotus. Yeah, I, I was gonna say there's a lot of free advertising for you. If that if you have yeah. that, you know, white Too lotus. Bad. It's not white dahlia. You can change it to white lotus designs though. You can. I mean that's not, it's got a nice ring to it, but I think <laughs> it will wait for that. <laughs> so so um what was I gonna get at? Okay. So okay. People are gonna to go to your go to the her website and look at these 3D renderings. They're freaking awesome. Um, now I know you said four dollars a square foot for design. If you're gonna design someone's place, now what if they just want? Okay, they want like uh, I don't know. Is is this even a thing you do? Like okay, here's my space. Here's the, here's the you know how big it is and the, and the you know, rooms and stuff. Can you give me like a a I don't know, make a design for me for a certain price that you're not going to go order and do all the whole process. What if, what if someone just wants an, an idea of what could, what it could look like? Yeah. I mean, we can consult like in a, then that's just our regular hourly rate. If we, we, they have just some questions and they want some advice, we're happy to do that. We have like a light package as well, where we just kind of do a little mood board for them and say, this is a vibe you should go after. So definitely can do that. But I mean, to be honest, it's not going to get your space done faster. You're still going to have to be hands-on. So if they're open to that, that they they are going to be the hands-on sort of person for their their uh, property, sure, we can consult. Um, but I would say what we offer the best, like the best value that we offer is that you have that peace of mind that is just going to be done and ready to go and listed sooner than later. Um, and that it's going to look good. So 
I find that we can definitely consult, give you a general direction of the style you should go after. But then it's again, it's that photography kind of vibe, right? Like, oh, I, I got a camera. I can do, I can take photos. It's the same thing. It's like, I can consult and give you a design plan, but I would say the majority of people aren't able to execute it. Mm. Um, but if they want that plan and they like are like, you know, they're like confident, they have a design background or they like, or they they know they can like Sarah, for example, then yeah, we'll consult and uh, give you a direction to go in for sure. No, no, you bring me up. Steve brought up another point because you're talking about the package, like on the renovation side, do you guys have like a space where you guys just only do the rent? Like, Hey, we can call white Dahlia and they'll just handle the renovation part of it for us. Like the backsplashes, what backsplashes to put in, what cabinets to put in. Do you guys have that flooring and stuff? Yeah, definitely. So that's the package where we do the, the like 3D design where we're not on site working with your contractor, but the design is like the floor plan I just showed earlier. Like it's based on like what you're modifying and we're going to show you the end result of the renovation. So that's like your roadmap for your contractors, like I mentioned, and for yourself. And in that we'll show um, design concepts of like, this is the backsplash that should go in. This is the type of flooring that should go in and we'll have it all like there. We can either source it for you or give you the conceptual design of what should the material should be like brass handles, things like that. And then your contractor sources the actual um, materials because often contractors want to do that because then they can manage the timeline of when materials show up. So um but we do the conceptual design of like, this is the pink color. This is the backsplash. You go find all of this. Uh, the contractor will find all the sim similar things based on our recommendations. So mm -hmm. yeah, that way we know, like instead of you having to look at 50 samples of like, oh, is this backsplash going to work? I don't know. I can't tell. It's, there's nothing in the room right now. We make all those design decisions for you and show it to you. And then you're confident in those design decisions, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay. This is why we have a penny tile here. And this is what it's going to look like versus arbitrarily design, like deciding, I guess I'll do this blue tile here, you know? Yeah. That is what I'm not good at. Happy you do it. <laughs> yeah. We that make those decisions. I mean, renovating is just a thousand and one decisions, right? We're eliminating the decision fatigue. That, now, tell me if I'm way off base with this because I've all, you know, I always love to look at Zillow and the different real estate in different parts of the country. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for example, you'll see like, OK, you can buy a freaking McMansion here. Right. And, in, 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 you know, the Dallas Fort Worth area for mm -hmm. like five hundred thousand, you could buy a freaking McMansion. Right. This badass place, whatever. Whereas for two million dollars in Southern California, you could buy like a, a <laughs> one bedroom in a closet, you know, 900 square foot house. Right. So it's like so. But that being said, they got to really uh, make that place look beautiful. That little bitty spot that they want two million dollars for. Right. They mm -hmm. got to go in there. And, and so I always see like these design trends start like in Southern California. I don't know if I'm way off base here, but I like these brass fixtures and stuff i was like, oh i saw that when i was looking at the socal homes and now they're over here in texas people are like oh yeah let's put brass everywhere in the 70s are like what's up with that we were popular in the 70s what's going on and so and so like the and brass it's like fashion it's cyclical right right and it all starts in socal it's so weird but um yeah all these trends all these different black splashes back splashes i see them like you know start there or start these places where they really really have to get this cool cutting edge design and then it starts and then it trickles over to the rest of the rest of the country is that is that a thing uh, I would 
argue that it's even bigger than that. Design starts in Europe a lot of the time. Ah. And um, they've been a pergola. Thank you, Europe. Yeah, like I think that like a lot of it is global now, not just, you know, within our own country and space. Like I feel like inspiration is brought from around the world. And then, you know, like even when I was in, it's like like in Asia, like surprisingly, some things like we're two years behind on. You see it there first. So yeah, it's a it's a thing that's like, you know, when you see something go viral and like or a trend, you're like, why is everyone now wearing wide-legged pants? Like, you know, like it's this it's the thing. It's like it starts and then it it kind of waterfalls to everyone. So yeah, you're right. It starts somewhere. But um yeah, it's kind of this big old like you can't really pinpoint exactly where all the time, but everybody knows what's trendy. Mm. Like, you know, we all know. So yeah, and I, I think that's the thing is that it's what we're going for for Airbnb is mass appeal most of the time. So trends are important. So Gloria, what can you speak to towards the Wayfair effect? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean by that? We, yeah, tell me, tell me. It just seemed like it started, you know, when, when we, we've been in Airbnb since the beginning. So once people discovered Wayfair, it looked cool at first, you know, all the, the what do they call it? Um, What is that style? The I don't know what that style is that they, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> broken. <laughs> oh, gosh, I forgot what. Mid-century modern. Anyways, yes, Wayfair yeah, modern. Yeah, took yeah. that, took that, and ran with it, right? And then all of a sudden, now, then you, after a few years, it looked like Wayfair threw up all over Airbnb. You know what I'm saying? So, what can you say to that kind of? And, and we've all discovered we, we. It looks cool, I guess, initially back then, anyways, and it all breaks pretty pretty quickly. So, what can you say to that? Yeah. So, I think the thing that maybe some people um, don't realize who aren't in the industry is that Wayfair is just a middle person. Like they are not a brand supplier. So like CB2, Urban Barn, Restoration Hardware, their brand, like they have a clear design brand. Wayfair is a platform like Amazon, like like any other, um, they actually even have like airplane pricing that changes like minute to minute. So no. basically it's like, if you're using Wayfair, you need to know their suppliers well, and uh, they actually have a wide range of price points, design styles, and so we use them as a resource for a lot of our Airbnbs because they are because they're a tech company. Technically, they aren't a furniture company; they're a tech company. Hmm. They're about logistics, efficiency, algorithms and all of that, that they can get things to you really quick compared to a traditional like supplier. So we rely on them for, for projects that need to be done fast. And that's a lot of Airbnb projects. So the thing is, yes, you can obviously source just in this mid-century modern brands through Wayfair. And maybe they were pushing that through their advertising. But the truth is they're not just limited to that. They have a lot of breadth of suppliers that you can choose from, from, you know, glam to uh, contemporary. So there is a lot. You just need to know how to navigate a really large platform. Mm. Um, so, yes. So I think that people don't realize that sometimes um, that they aren't one specific style and that they aren't um, that they're a tech company that really focuses on logistics. 
now you don't, you don't have to give up your supplier, but let's say you have like a little bit longer time to uh, get your place set up. Do you guys use things outside of Wayfair? Can you guys? Yeah. Okay. We actually ask our clients if it's just a residential project and not Airbnb, like that. They like what are the suppliers that they love? It gives us an idea of their comfort level, a price point, mm -hmm. uh, quality of items, and style, and then we go from there. Like we can technically use any retailer, um, and. A lot of them we have like partnerships with, but if we don't, we can figure that out as well. Um, but yeah, so some people want to be environmentally friendly. Some people want to be local. So uh, since we source everything online, if someone's like, I really need to see a sofa and make sure that it's comfortable, then we source it from a local shop in their city. So it really depends on their comfort zone of suppliers and we make it work. But we have the ones that we like and the ones that we like, you know, are have great customer service uh, where like, obviously that's huge so that we can help them if something doesn't arrive or comes damaged. We like to use certain suppliers because we know they'll take care of the client. So we're the middle person in that way. Like we aren't selling our firm. We don't, we're not, it's not our furniture. So like we will obviously want to recommend suppliers are like, you know, if something happens or they're good to deal with and they'll help, we'll, we can advocate for you. Mm. Um. Yeah, so, but technically we can use whatever suppliers that a client like prefers. Um, yeah, so it's a wide breadth. Again, it just depends where they are and if they want to see certain things, we're happy to source locally too. So what are some design no-nos? For example, we've we've learned just doing this for a long time. Do not get um, beds with wood, wooden slats because they break all the time. And then um, canopy beds because all the freaking bolts and screws pop loose. You know, people mm -hmm. use it a lot. What are people doing on those beds? <laughs> <laughs> Even handcuffs behind and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for us, it's like, like I mentioned, making sure that uh, like flipping from the next guest is easy and simple. Having duvets that are, you can just throw in the wash really easily. Um, having a bit of like a turnaround plan for that. Things that are durable. Um, for us, ruggable, like rugs that you can wash. Nothing, things that hide dirt, like rugs that aren't white and fluffy, you know, like mm. things that are um, more natural fibers that you can get away with a little more. Um, so for us, it's about, yeah, those, the big no-nos are just, focused on making it look pretty, but not realizing that this is going to be much more high traffic than your, uh, your own home. You know, we get trapped into sometimes thinking, oh, that's so nice. Like it looks so good. And then realizing that it's not, it's not going to last. Um, and also I think people often are on a tight budget and they're like, let's do Ikea for everything. And <laughs> it's like, you're going to regret that. It's just <laughs> all going to break and you're going to have to do it all over again. And then you're going to have to pay for someone to come put it all together. So, yeah, it's just I think people, of course, are very cost focused because it's an investment um, and they're looking at their margins and how much they're already putting into it. But the truth is, like, you got to sometimes, like I said, put a little more money to it to avoid those headaches. Yeah. yeah. Ikea is the biggest mistake you can make. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you put that together and two weeks later, you need new furniture everywhere. So yeah, I wouldn't make that mistake. I understand. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode. What do you think, Micah? This has been a great episode. And I'm definitely calling you in two months when I get this awesome. new property because I, I, I haven't met anyone who's 
who's done what you're doing, who you're, you basically, you can do a renovation, then you can turn it into the short-term rental. And that's, and this is why I say it's short-term rentals are in its infancy right now, because there's so many things that are coming about from it. And that's a big one because now I'm actually getting into renovations. I'm actually doing one now and it's been way over budget and way over time. So if I had someone like you to come in and handle that, I would be perfect. I can't wait to uh, work with you. Yeah. And I think it's that what, we can help as people that have multiple properties in different places. You mm-hmm. get used to working with our team. You don't have to find a designer in every location that you have a property. You get, you know, get used to how we work and how quick it is. And I think that's helpful is that some of the headache is people like, okay, now I got to go find another designer in this city and someone that can do this in this city. So we can be consistent and work with them across all the properties and really all they need to do is go on the site. And our first thing is just book a call with our team, get to know us and we get to know your property. We chat a bit. So I guess the first, you know, if you want to start with your property, it's just to go on our site and there's an easy link to book a call. And it's just a 30 minute intro, like consult call, tell us about your space and how we can help you. Love it. So where can people find you again, Gloria? Yeah, so uh, whitedahliadesign.com. And in the future, it'll be Airbnb Design Labs, but you can still reach us at whitedahliadesign.com. And on Instagram and Facebook, we're just at White Dahlia Design. Airbnb Design Labs. So you can t- you can use the name Airbnb in that? Yeah, so it's, a, it's just a sub-brand for us. Okay, um, okay. Where it's right, it still will sit on White Dahlia Design. Cool, cool. All righty. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. And we look forward to having you on again and designing some places for us in the future. Yeah, sounds great. Lovely chatting with you guys. Uh, well, I hope that we'll get to work together soon. Yes. Great. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Man, that was a really good episode. That one right there. That's like, I swear, every time you get on a podcast, what you need comes right here on the podcast. It's like, that's mm. what I've been like really needing. I'm like, I need somebody to just design it, do the renovation. And if she, her team could do that, I already have the re the, the, I have the team, you know, the re renovation team. But if I had somebody, you know, pick out back, I don't like doing that shit. So if I had her doing it, I'm like, man, I'm like, yeah, that, this is awesome. I'm loving this. I'm definitely using them. No, I love it, man. And that tip about lighting, man, everybody forgets about that. We just say, okay, what kind of furniture, what kind of rugs, what kind of TV? That's that's all we think about. But lighting, man, that's important stuff. It is. Um, on this rehab I'm actually doing, my sister was like, you should do recess lights because you can kind of dim them and go up and down. And those have been a hit. You're right. Lighting. I never thought about it either. It is a hit. That is, that's a big hit, man. Oh, yeah. The mood lights, you know, put some Barry White on. Let's oh, man. We don't want the canopy beds breaking. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man glorious song yeah another great guest for another great podcast yeah it was man and uh but yeah for the people that are doing like renovations i definitely think you should give it a shot i'm gonna give it a shot and i'll definitely be letting y'all know how it goes because i think that's huge that's one of those things like i don't want to take no down no damn ceiling fan in an arbitrage i gotta put it back up you're just like ah but if it's mine you know and you're like doing like burrs that, that that's all that was going through my head i'm like oh this is a perfect idea so yeah, I think this is a really good game. That's a game changer right there. But. Cool, man. So hit her up. Go At least go look at her 3D designs. They're freaking mind-blowing. You can walk through these houses. It's nuts. Yeah, and then you can use it to, you know, promote on your Instagram. Like, I, And that's one thing that Airbnb is missing on. You know, Verbo lets you do it now. You can put a 3D rendering up there. You can put a 3D design, and you can 
let people walk through the house. I'm like, damn, they let you do put Matterports up there. So yeah, that's one thing Airbnb might want to get into is letting people do 3D design walkthroughs. Then they ain't going to have all those questions, man. Man, it's funny you should say that because my buddy at work who's got his first Airbnb up, all excited about it, that Shreveport house, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm just getting all VRBO bookings. I'm not getting any Airbnb listings bookings. I'm like, no, that's a good thing, dude. You want, he'd rather get VRBO than Airbnb. I told him the you know, VRBO is like Target and Airbnb is like Walmart. So you really want to, <laughs> you really want to, you're getting a good clientele going on there. So yeah, VRBO is very thoughtful. By the way, and for people who are in areas like, you know, Verb, the Shreveport and the, cause I get a lot of Verbos in uh, Arkansas, but definitely check out the direct book workbook. Go through that with uh, Mark Simpson. Dude, he tells you exactly why you're getting Verbo bookings. It's because uh, you have to find out who's spending money in those areas. Like Verbo, they're probably spending ad dollars inside of Shreveport. And that's why you're probably getting those Verbo listings. And you can also decide if even if it's worth listing on Verbo or listing on Airbnb. You want to be everywhere, but you want to you know make sure your time's well spent. But yeah, I've been going through that workbook and that's been really helping me on where to list and how to set up everything. So yeah, Verbo's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> Cool, man. So we're going to say our goodbyes and then we're going to keep rolling and do our thing after this. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, tuning in. Live that thrive at gmail.com. Live that thrive.com. Uh, you know, my company, uh, Argest Rentals, A-R-G-E-S-T, Rentals. We can manage your place. We can help you find places. We can help you find turnkey, too. We're doing all this stuff right now and share B&B uh, going on, too. Right, Micah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can uh, really, if you've got any ugly houses, that's what we're looking for. Ugly houses. Uh, send up, send those our way. And we are also, we have a few listings coming up. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, and also Google. Uh, you can find all of our Google stuff. But yeah, anyways, yeah, find us, live, let thrive, gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. I'm about to get back active. So I'll be back on trying to provide as much value as possible. And we are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.